Hey there, I'm Sarah Zarella, a portrait and wedding photographer and your host for Wedding Secrets Unveiled. This is a podcast where we cut through the complexity of wedding planning, leaving you with everything you need to know directly from the industry experts. If you want to simplify your wedding planning while having fun, of course, you came to the right place. Join me while I guide you through your planning, starting from your engagement to your big day where you say, I do. After photographing for the past 19 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you will find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take on the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. Okay, so listen, I have a great treat for you today. We are having Pamela Dorsey back on. She's the owner of New England Invitations and PDR Events. She has been on our show before, and you guys loved it. So when you let us know that you like a guest, we're going to have them back on. Today, she's talking about etiquette. So honestly, this episode really is for everybody. Whether you're attending a wedding, planning a wedding, this is the episode for you. We're going to break down just basic 101 wedding etiquette. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Pamela. You'll definitely get some insightful information. Well, hello, Pamela. Hi, Sarah. I am so happy to have you back on. You are a very dynamic guest, and we had a lot of people write into us and ask to have you back on. So thank you. Oh, well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yes, we did. We had a ball. Actually, for our listeners, if you are ever listening to our show, which you are right now, go right on Instagram, go right on our website, message us and let us know what you want to hear or who do you want us to have on because we're here to help you with your wedding planning. So with that said, Pamela, can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, who you serve and what you do in your business? Certainly. So my name is Pamela Dorsey. I'm the owner and operator of PDR Events um, that's based out of Jamestown. Rhode Island. I'm also the owner of New England Invitations that's based out of East Greenwich, Rhode Island. So as I said earlier, if you all request a topic for us, we listen and you guys asked us a little bit about etiquette. So I thought the best person for you to hear this from is Pamela herself. She's been in the wedding industry for how many years? Oh my gosh, so it's 15 years this year. Yes, and not only do you do event planning, but you do event stationery, so you've seen it on all sides, the etiquette end of things. Yes, I definitely have. And not only is it etiquette, it's more to like the do's and don'ts and maybe setting up certain boundaries and things of that nature. Um, it's definitely like how to give your, um, how to give your guests the best experience you know, and how to be a good bridesmaid, how to be a good groomsman, just things like that where I have seen different people, for lack of better words, cross the line. Exactly. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So let's just roll into it. <laughs> Certainly. And Sarah, I got to say, like, even so, like, sometimes I've seen them even say, like, to the photographer, did you get this shot? And it's like, oh, my gosh, like, I've worked with Sarah for years. She's got all those shots. But we do. We get that to the point where sometimes you even have to tell like a bridesmaids or a mother of that. It's like, yes, we have the list. We have that in, in a nice, nice way. 
I know. So I don't even know where to begin with the etiquette. There's so many different pockets. Okay. Do you want to, you want to start with like, within the beginning of the wedding planning process is the guest list. Yes. Because yes, exactly. So you get the, you, you know, you have your venue. Now you're putting together your guest list. And one thing about the guest list is I always tell people etiquette wise, do you have to invite people from work? Absolutely not. Because I've had it where people have sent out save the dates and they said, Pamela, I haven't been in that company in over six months. I, I Maybe there's one or two that I stay in touch with, but I did send them a save, a di- save the date. Etiquette, yes, you should send them a wedding invitation. So I do tell my clients, do not not send a save the date to anybody that you work with. Just in case circumstances change and then you're put into a position where you no longer would like them to attend your wedding just based on, you know, that the relationship is no longer that's a great tip I didn't even think about that so technically what you're saying is etiquette wise if you send a say the date an invitation follows exactly but you don't have to technically send a say the date for an invitation exactly and perfectly and that leads me to the reason for the save the dates were to tell people this is the date we're getting married yes to hold the date but also this is where you're going to get a hotel this is what we've blocked off for room blocks or please get your hotel accommodation please make your plane train reservations so sometimes when we back in the day when we first sent these out we only sent them out to um the out-of-town guests great on edna and grandma did not get a save the date so it was, and then it's just how it evolved. Now everybody gets one, but I do tell people, hold back on like a B list or just hold back on who you don't think, you know, you're going to be inviting because it's not wrong not to send to save the date to someone that's on your main invitation list. Any other etiquette think, things they should think about when it comes to the invite list? Certainly. Well, just also, um, how do you want to address them? Nowadays, women are keeping their last name, so it's no longer Mr. and Mrs. You know, it could be Mrs. and her, la- and her, her last name, um, her maiden name, I should say. Um, and then, you know, how they want to be addressed socially, because I have somebody who's um, a doctor, and she professionally uses her maiden name, but socially she uses Mr. and Mrs. and her husband's last name. So that's important, you know, and then if it's the same sex, you know, whose name goes first. And that's really just a matter of choice. So it's just things that you just want to make sure that you're addressing people how they would like to be, quote unquote, addressed. And how about the etiquette? So you kind of went over the etiquette for the person who's sending the invites. What about the etiquette for someone who is a guest and getting the invites? Is there some type of etiquette that they should handle when they get the invite? Yes, and this is, oh my gosh, this is such a good point. (laughs) I have had so many brides and grooms say to me, when I get an RSVP card, I'm going to put it in the mail right away. Because what do we do the last week when they're due? We're on the phone, we're texting, and I say, divide and conquer. Have your family called their people that haven't um, RSVP'd? Have the bride and groom call, text, and have the other side of the family call and RSVP. So as a guest, RSVP. Even if you have to send an email, you know, my husband is is deployed. I don't know if we're going to be back. Could you hold a space for a plus one? Definitely. You know, I know that I'll be there. Definitely, we can do that. If you just let them know, they can up to a certain, you know, amount of time hold that date, but don't you know, don't not reply to that. And another thing, do not, if it just 
becomes addressed to you and does not have and guest on the outer envelope or on the inside inner envelope, do not ask to invite a plus one. I mean, there's a budget that everybody is following. There's a maximum number of guests that can be that the venue can hold. I mean, if it's really like that, you just got engaged and they didn't know and you'd want to say if there's an opening, can I bring my fiance? But please don't, you know, bang down the door of the bride and groom or the couple um, to see if you can bring a plus one. So we do have people that reply back and they put a plus one. And if everybody did that, we'd be over budget and we might not even be able to fit in the venue. Yeah, exactly, because some venues have a certain guest count that they're allowed to have, capacity. The other thing is, too, is pay attention if children are invited, you know, because a lot of times people don't invite your children. Exactly. And I have to say, it is a wedding is an adult event, especially if it's after five or six o'clock. And everybody knows by seven thirty, eight o'clock, we have kids up and down Meltdown Mountain. And then people have come there. They want to they want to hear the ceremony. They didn't pay all this money to buy a dress and to get hotel accommodations and to fly in to hear a child, like, for lack of a better word, screaming at, you know, and somebody's removing them during a ceremony. If you are having children down to the ceremony, we go down the aisle, we take a left or, or right, we go right down, and they go to their babysitter. And then we, and then the, the children are out of the way, and the children are happy, the couple are happy, and the guests are happy. But I totally agree. I had to just put, and I really don't like doing this but she said I have a couple cousins that have no problem bringing their their kids and we had it happened at a couple events and so and the event started after seven o'clock so we did put adult only ceremony adult only uh, welcome reception for the night before and that day and a black tie wedding is no place for a child I mean it's not fun for the child it's not fun for the adults I mean the adults should think of it as a night out and even if there's a room in the venue that can have a nanny come and the child can be there and then leave with the parents at the end of the night. Kudos. That's what that that's an option as well. And also, too, there's nothing wrong with asking. When I, when I, well, well, let me back up. There's nothing wrong with asking if you do need clarification. Obviously, you don't want to ask, like, can I bring my guests you know, or can I bring my kids? But if you're unsure, there's nothing wrong with just asking, but don't go ahead and just, like, oh, I write know, it. I know. And then just, but I need three children's meals. <laughs> what? Like, we don't, we don't have children, you know? So, um, and don't forget, too, a child is considered a place setting. Mm -hmm. So when you have a place setting, you're talking another table, another, uh, centerpiece and um, and all that that comes with accommodating more guests. The only thing that's really different is their child's meal and they're not considered in the alcohol count. Uh, but yes, you're absolutely right. Can I buy a, a, a can um, my child come? And we do have um, we set up on their wedding website if your child is um, a, is going to be with you this wedding weekend we put um, the name of a company that can come and that can watch your child either on site or at the hotel room. So as um like as a um, couple, you want to again provide your guests with that information. But you're absolutely right, Sarah. Like the people do get <laughs> pushy, for lack of better words, and just put it right on there. And right. it's just uh, you know, and it's just addressed to the adults. And nine times out of ten, it's a black tie wedding. Yeah, and there's a difference with trying to get clarification versus asking and wanting. And also, too, if you're a couple and you're listening to this. 
get ahead of all this, like Pamela said, a good thing to do is just go right on your wedding website and just address all of these common questions like, are you having kids? Are you not having kids? Is it black tie? Is it not? You know, let them know of different sitters in the area. I mean, basically just get ahead of it so you don't have the questions. So I guess if we talked about the invite list, what happens on the back end with the thank you notes? Oh my gosh, this is, we talk about this a lot, Sarah. This is our bold of contention that the thank you notes have gone by the wayside. Um, and we talked about this differently, um, excuse me, not differently, but we did talk about this in our last conversation. Thank you notes are a way of acknowledging that you received the gift and acknowledging that they came to the event or even if, if, or if they didn't come to a, the event. But it's really very important. And Sarah, you brought up a good point that you, um, on your, the last podcast, that you sent a gift and didn't know it wasn't received because A, you didn't receive a thank you note, and B, there was no discussion about it until you found out months later. And I have to say that that definitely happens because everybody wants to be acknowledged that they gave something. So it is really important to just get out something, just something, you know, just handwritten that says, you know, dear Aunt Clara and Uncle Mike, thank you so much for the blender. We make our shakes in it every morning and so much fun seeing you on the dance floor. Or sorry you couldn't sorry you couldn't attend. Can't wait to see you next. Yeah, and I think too about the thank you cards. I know we talked about this on the last episode that you were on. And for our listeners, Pamela was on before. So definitely check out her episode where we talked about invitations and your paper good products. But you were right. Unfortunately, less and less people are doing thank you cards. And I really think it's important. A, it's just proper etiquette. Mm -hmm. But B, People want to make sure that you got their gift. It's not like they're looking to be thanked. It's just mm-hmm. that you got their gift. I mean, that could be a lot of money. I mean, sometimes people are shipping it to your house. Well, what happens if it got lost? Mm-hmm. You know, and the, the the situation I talked about in the podcast is I, I had a friend. She was one of my first friends getting married. And I went and I bought her like a, one of her most expensive gifts. It was a panini maker. And and I never got a thank you card. But it turned out that I don't even think that it turned out that she didn't even get it. You know, so it's it's just one of those things where just writing a thank you card so it kills two birds and one stone. It's A, it's a nice thing to do, but B, it's letting people understand that you got their gift. Also, too, you know, envelopes, money, cash in those envelopes. You want to make sure that they got that and that, you know, that. It- yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, we discussed this, too. Start them young. When they're when they're little and you can even write them out for them, but like birthday parties or if they get a gift for the holidays or something of that nature, start them out young where you're just writing what they say and it could just be two or three words. But everybody is so excited to get a thank you note. And one thing about etiquette wise, there's no timeline on a thank you note. So there's really no excuse because you have, like they say, up to a year. But you can write 10 thank you notes a week or five thank you notes a week and just keep checking them off. You can also do the postcards. And Sarah, with your beautiful photography work, you do a lot of the thank you notes. And that's a that serves as a double purpose. They get a beautiful picture of the bride and groom. And they also, you know, they get a little note. And um, as much as this has been done, it also is cute when they have, you know, the bride 
or the two brides or the two grooms or the couple um, hold the thank you, the thanks, and then the you, you know, and you take the picture. It's just like it's so easy, but it just that thank you note goes a long, long way. Exactly. Like I know at least in my business, I don't do paper products like you do, but what I do offer is if somebody wants like an invitation or say the date or a thank you note with their picture on it. Mm-hmm. Sure. It, I also think too, I mean, you don't have to, but if you want to take the extra step to be, you know, go the extra length is instead of just sending a thank you, send something with something small written in it, like you said, because, you know, a lot of times you get a thank you note and it's just a generic like thank you, but yet you don't know if you got it because you just were a guest at their wedding or they actually got your gift. So maybe just a small little handwritten, just even if it's a one-liner, like you said, thank you for the blender, just Mm -hmm. so they know that you're acknowledging them. I mean, they did take some time out to go to your wedding. So, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes, Sarah, when we address the wedding invitations, some of them ask us to run through the envelopes for their thank you notes, which is a great idea because they know they'll even write something if somebody can or cannot attend. You know, so then they have all the addresses are ready to go. They're just ready to write that little note. Any other etiquette tips and tricks about paper products? Um, I think I think we covered most. I do work on a lot of wording. People do ask me for um, like who should be um, issuing the wedding invitation, and that all depends. You know, is it going to be together with their families? Is it going to be the bride side? Is it going to be the groom side? Um, is it going to be the couple that's I- I- issuing it? You know, um, so a lot of times it is together with their families because we're seeing that you know the couple is contributing, uh, both sets of parents are contributing, so. Just, um, you know, if they have questions like that, I steer them in the right direction. Because one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to, like, step on anybody's toes or hurt anybody's feelings, especially because this is, this is the first piece of, you know, stationery that they're receiving from your wedding. Absolutely. All right, Pamela. So we talked a little bit about from the very beginning, the guest list. What is something else when we're dealing with wedding etiquette that our listeners should think about? Um, One thing that I definitely think that the listeners should think about, asking people to be in your wedding party. Now, just to everybody, I says yes. But one thing, being in in a bridal party, the attendants, whether it's an usher, bridesmaids, groomsmen, whatever you're having in your wedding party, it is proper etiquette if they do say no. It's nothing against the couple. It's just nowadays there's a really big expense. And I think that it's not correct in thinking that your bridesmaids should pay for your bri- your um, bachelorette and your, and your bridal shower. I think it's a huge burden. Like it's a huge financial commitment, I should say. So being a bridesmaids, they are nowadays I, I see that they're asked to pay for a bachelor bachelorette party they're they're there to help contribute to a shower they buy their dress they buy their plane ticket they pay for their hotel accommodations and then obviously they have to pay for their meals sometime during it so it can be a financial obligation of fifteen hundred dollars i mean and that could be on the low end so it is proper etiquette for anybody that has been asked or might be asked that it is okay to say no and maybe just to say i'd love to do maybe a reading or or I could help you out, pass out programs. I do want to say on the etiquette standpoint, it is a really nice, and it's not, it's you don't have to have to, but it's a really nice gesture to give as a gift to pay for their hair and makeup. 
because that's another expense. It's also, you also are obligated to give them some sort of gift for being in your wedding, and that can add up per person. It's anywhere now from like 100 to $200, so that adds up. Also for providing the you know uh, a luncheon during your for your wedding day, so I think on both ends, they have to know the the couple has to know what they need to spend on their bridal party, and then being in being an attendant, their financial obligations, and it is okay to say no or just to say I can be in the wedding, but my financial obligations can be this amount towards this and this amount towards that. If that's going to be in a problem, I understand. It's 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 sad, but I I've heard it on both And that's ends. and that's a great point that you're making is that when you're asking someone to be in your bridal party or when you're accepting to be in someone's bridal party, you do have to understand that obviously there's an emotional tug there. I mean, you're an important person to those people, but there's a financial situation that's going with that. And there's nothing wrong, like you said, going back to the, you know, the invitations, there's nothing wrong with asking. I'm all about the communication. You know, when you start, when you start to stop asking, then you start to assume things. So if you like you said, you can ask somebody and you can say to them, like, you know, I would love to be in it, but, you know, unfortunately, I, you know, what do you think the cost of the bridesmaid's dress will be or the groomsmen's, you know, outfits will be? There's okay with asking that because that is coming down the pipeline, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I could not agree with you more. And I have, I've had situations where there's kids in college and they're in, you know, they're asked to be in a wedding and not, and sometimes it's family, sometimes it's a close friend, but they have no idea what the financial responsibility is, let alone if they're 21 and can even go to, you know, the party, you know, the bachelorette or bachelor party. So there are, you know, you, you have to keep everything in mind when you're you're choosing your bridesmaids dresses or you know your the attendance attire uh you know how much is it going to be is this you know a financial obligation that you know that your attendants are going to be able to afford so it is it's getting more touchy if that's like proper wording like no you're it's right getting touchier as because everything seems to be getting like more expensive and like it, long gone are the days where it was just like out to dinner and you went to a bar for a bachelorette party now it's you know the weekend in nashville they're going to vegas they're in aruba right. I, I'm, I'm almost like dumbfounded by it and honestly if this is someone who's very like, special to you then it's okay to talk with them and tell them like what you can and can't do because they still might want you to be involved with their wedding or they they you know it, it's okay to let them know what you can and can't do and you guys can figure it out on your own the other thing I was going to tell you is proper etiquette you did bring up hair and makeup if you're going to require people in your wedding party to do hair and makeup if you're going to require it you should be paying for it I I absolutely agree 110%. You're absolutely right. And because we have had some people that have done just their, their they said I want my hair done but I've always done my own makeup. I've always liked it. And the bride is is thrilled, is happy for is happy for them. Um, but And I, if you I, don't I, want to pay for it, then you don't have to require it. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I, 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 um, I agree with you 110%. Because again, now hair and makeup, as you know, those prices have gone up and everything is, you know, the trickle down effect. So, you know, it, 
It is what it is, yeah. you know, and everybody, you know, and these, this, these are the pricing, but it's true. It's like, and I say to, um, I say to my brides, I'm like, here, if, if you're asking your, your attendants to pay, please send them how much everything costs. And that can be up to six months to 10 months prior to the wedding. So like you said, with communication, they can definitely communicate that to them. Let them know, you know, you're going to, um, this is the pricing for hair and makeup. Sometimes people pay for half. I said, I said, I think a lot of people would pay for you paying for the makeup they pay for the hair and it's part of their gift you can write them a little note and also too if you are having young juniors in your wedding a lot of these little ones or maybe it's maybe if you're a young couple or you're having one of your younger friends in it your wedding or if you are younger and have never been in a wedding again they probably have never gone through this before. They probably don't even know the etiquette. And it's okay to kindly and nicely tell them things. And the reason why I say this is I actually had a personal experience in my life, and I've actually seen it happen at other weddings I fo- photographed. When I was younger, my older brother was getting married. And it was actually, I would think I was in high school, and it was the first wedding I've ever been in. And I will never forget, like, how embarrassed I was and it's it, that, you know, I showed up with, like, the jewelry that I was just wearing normally. Like, I had my own watch and my own, you know, earrings on. And, like, I somebody and you know was like oh you can't be wearing that take that off and i was like okay point is if you want your bridesmaids to do certain things you need to communicate that so if you don't want them wearing jewelry or you want them wearing jewelry you have to tell them prior or you have to buy it for them it's the reality i I agree (laughs) and one thing um that uh, all my brides and all my couples do receive is i do an itinerary for the wedding party and in it it says Hair and makeup will begin at this price, and and, I, and we reiterate the pricing if that's going to if that's going to be a factor or compliments of the bride or compliments. You know, this is they they will be um, hosting and and. Uh, paying for your hair and makeup and then pajamas will be given they'll be in this room lunch will be at this point um we bride would love if you could all wear baby pink um nails if not anything like that you have we definitely wear your own shoes wedges are encouraged so i do try to um, pinpoint all that and I actually put together a checklist for them you know no earrings will be giving nothing around the neck you don't need to be wearing your watches but you're absolutely right and I have had attendants come up to me and said I love this checklist it's actually you know in my pocket they said I just went when I packed and was like know this put this in there this this whatever flip-flops to change into they said like back to your communications and we do that in even for the gentlemen I, I, I give them the, the list and I say try on the tux before you get on that plane or that train or in that car to come here but yes and it is all about um, communications but I, I agree. If the bride has a certain vision, you a pay for your 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 attendance to have that vision, you know, to to be executed at that vision, or let them do you know what they would like to do. Right, and it's okay for people to ask on both ends, and it's okay to say no, and it's and and if someone says no to you, it's okay that they did. It's probably best. Yes. And if we're touching on hair and makeup, I just got to, this has happened at a few weddings, and I just, I have to laugh, but we, 
we allowed, again, in my itinerary, I tell them, you will be allowed an X amount of time for hair and makeup. Okay, after that time, you get out of the chair and you get into the back of the line because you are not getting in that chair for another half hour because you don't like the way the curl held. Just note to self, it's not your day and don't hog the mirror. And I am not kidding. I had a, I had a bride waiting in line to kind of just see the mirror because two bridesmaids are fixing their curls. I'm like, okay, ladies, I'm just going to do you a little SOS. You need to part ways. I need the bride to use that mirror. And it is like, so for the etiquette standpoint for being a good uh, attendant bridesmaids, only be in the chair your allocated amount of time. Tell the bride you like it, even if you don't, go fix it in the mirror because she does not need to, to hear that on her wedding day. And don't hog the mirrors. I'm not kidding you. That's what I've seen. And can I just, you know, piggyback off of that? Yes. Please, for the love of God. <laughs> Don't tell the photographer that you have a side and don't argue with the photographer like you want to be on one side versus the other. You go on the side that the bride's not, period. I know, exactly. <laughs> it is so funny. And we were just chatting, Sarah and I were just chatting before too, when some people in the wedding party are like, did you get this? Did you get that? And we're like, okay, this is our third time asking if we got something. You know, Sarah's been in business this amount of years. Yes, we've gotten everything. So... It's just, it cracks me up, but we get that. And I even had a mother um, show up and she had pictures of shots that she wanted to. I mean, not, I mean, she's a guest at this wedding. You know, yes, it's her son getting married, but she is not hosting this wedding. And I just very politely was like, oh my goodness, so thank you, thank you. I did show them to the photographer, you know, just to, you know, kind of check it off the list, but I just, I assured the uh, the mother that yes, they're gonna get, they're gonna do everything based on what the bride likes and we'll definitely, you know, we'll de she'll definitely take a look at these. You know, before we take our break though, I do wanna say something something about that kind of in the etiquette and you know exactly what you said I don't know how many times I get someone in the wedding party I mean pretty much every other wedding that is basically telling me how to do my job mm -hmm. but at the same time if you if you see it from their end I mean they're just trying to make sure that their their bestie is being taken care of yes so maybe maybe if you are a listener and you are getting married and you feel comfortable with your vendors maybe let your bridal party know that and that and, or if there's someone that you don't feel comfortable with and you want someone to babysit them then communicate that with your bri your bridal party and if you're a listener and you're in a bridal party communicate with the person getting married if they need you to be their their voice because a lot of times they don't and there's so much prep work that goes into this that the, like the last thing the photographer needs is a bridesmaid or a groomsman or a family member telling them where and how to photograph oh my gosh <laughs> but maybe but maybe they do maybe maybe they need maybe maybe the, the person that you know that's getting married doesn't feel comfortable with one of our vendors it's just honestly though if you're gonna be the person that speaks up just please communicate prior because it's, it does. Yeah. It, it makes it helpful. And and sometimes, like, the bride and, and, and groom, the couple are having, you know, they're eating their dinner. And I've had people come up to me, do you think the photographer can take this picture of my family? Of course. You yes. know, the photographer's over here. She's not going to take the bride and groom eating. We've we've gotten a few. So, um, so they come up and they'll ask for certain pictures. And, yes, most definitely. We do everything that we can to accommodate all the pictures and, you know, and anything that is taking place um, just to make sure – 
as I had said before, that the guests get a great experience at your wedding. So we definitely do that. And we also, prior to the, the um, like just to get our picture taken, we do have lists that we go through with the bride. And we're, we're usually, you know, very thorough about that. We do go through that with the couple. Exactly. But you never know what your friend has gone through. So again, if you feel like if, if you're getting married and you feel like there's a certain vendor that you want them to keep tabs on, sure. But if you but if you feel really comfortable with your vendors on site, just just please maybe tell your 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 girls to sit back or your guys sit back and relax and just enjoy the day. So with that, Pamela, what we're going to do is we're going to take a short break and then we're going to come right back at and just keep going down the list of etiquette. All right, sounds good. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. And don't forget, you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now, let's get back to the episode. Yes. Okay. Well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled Podcast, friends. So right before the break, we were going over a little bit of etiquette, and um, we're just going to get right back into it. We have a lot coming at you guys, so here we go. So Pamela, next up. Okay, next up, and I talk about this a lot, is your guest experience. So it is proper etiquette to make sure your guests have a great experience, and by that I mean... If when they're coming into the venue, make them feel welcomed. I even remember my mother and I going to a wedding. We didn't know which door to go in. And then when we went there, there was no one there to guide us. And we actually went in the wrong door. But what I'm saying is, is, is there somebody greeting them? You don't have to have alcoholic beverages, but is there a place that they can get water with lemon? Is there music playing? So and all of that is about the, the guest experience that they have been taken care of. And then also to get into, I really, a big bone of contention people have is about open bar. And if somebody is traveling far, they've made all these accommodations, gotten the new outfit, you should definitely, definitely have open bar for at least the cocktail hour. And then I say put a set amount on for the reception. For instance, um, I'm going to pay for everybody open bar at the cocktail hour, and then I'm going to dedicate $4,000 to the bar. And then when that, um, you know, when that dwindles, that then will go to uh, a cash bar. So it is is it's not it's not proper etiquette to have a cash bar for your full wedding. Uh, or I, I, even if you can't afford a full open bar, even if like beer and wine. Exactly. Something. Exactly. Yes. And that's why I said you don't have to do a full open bar, but definitely for the cocktail hour. And some people do beer and wine throughout the wedding. And then, you know, the other liquor is cash, which is fine. You can, you know, but you should definitely give your you know, give your guests a great experience because don't forget they've in, they've invested dollars to come to see this wedding. It's important to them. Exactly. Like uh, honestly, if you can't give at least even if it's a champagne toast, something of alcohol to them, one hour beer and wine, something you got to cut your guest list. I I agree, and you have to. And even like getting back to attendance, and I had a bride tell me that, oh, this is expensive, and I said, you chose to have nine bridesmaids. I, you know, you, you chose to have nine bridesmaids, you know, you get your Excel spreadsheet out and how much that it, it costs you, the more bridesmaids you have. And it's the same thing with the guest count. I tell everybody, lower your guest count and you can do all the bells and whistles that you want. 
You know, like, is it going to be 100 or is it going to be 210? You know, come to that list where I've done the numbers and this is where it works and I can have, you know, my open bar, the flowers that I want, upgrade my linens with this guest count amount. And I still don't feel like I'm leaving people out because everybody else was you know, childhood friend or again, the office or something like that. But it's definitely you you want to give your guests a great experience and and also um, the weather. So one thing also, too, before you get into the, you know, raining and weather that I wanted to say is obviously there's etiquette when it comes to your guest and the bar, but also to your vendors. So a little tip and a side note for our listeners is sometimes venues charge your vendors for soft drinks. And listen, bottom line is if you really want to be nice to your vendors, you need to give them a vendor meal. And a lot of times it's in their contract to have that and also a soft drink. Granted, we usually drink water throughout the day, but if you've been there for a long day, especially the videographer or the photographer or the band, like I'm talking about the venues, vendors or your live painter who've been there for hours, having some type of soft drink is just a nice thing to do. So just double check with your venue and just let them know that our vendors could have complimentary soft drinks. Oh goodness. And I got to tell you, like, so the photographer, the hair and makeup has already left, photographer, videographer, wedding planner. We have been with the couple since about 9, 10 a.m. And now we're talking, it's like 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. And yes, we've been drinking water all day, but a nice big Coke does help. Exactly. <laughs> with, the, with, the, with a little kick of caffeine. The, the um, venues now, I've been seeing a lot that have been putting out the pitchers of water. One thing that I love is when they set up the little buffet, because that makes it so, you know, we can tell if people can break at different points. It's definitely something that either um, negotiate up front when you're when they're telling you what your vendor meal is or something to say, hey, with the uh, with the vendor meal, can you include a soft drink in that? And sometimes all it takes is a picture of Coke with ice and some plastic cups to be up where the vendors are eating and just something of that nature. Exactly. Okay, so what I was um, just getting to is with the guest experience, you you want to make sure if it's raining out, if the sun is beating, like if it's really hot and there's no shade, do you get a do you get a small tent for outside? Again, it provides it provides shade, your guest experience. One thing about the rain, are you going to have umbrellas, you know, when people start to walk into the walkway? Uh, do you have like a little, um, I call it like a little pavilion like that set up so that they can walk through? You know, where, where are you having that? Just to come up with all different scenarios to take care of your guests, like as they're arriving, you know, are they pointed in the right direction to where the ceremony is, to where they can get like a little glass of water if they'd like to? So my with the etiquette of the guest experience, it starts as soon as they arrive at the venue. Exactly. And also, too, you should think a little bit about the etiquette of your bridal party and also to your guests. Like if you're getting married in the summer, start thinking about what type of appropriate attire to be putting them in. And if you're getting married in the winter, what type of appropriate attire to be putting them in. Also, too, because you don't want them to be too hot or too cold, but also to your guests. If you're you know, getting married in a church that doesn't have AC, maybe start thinking about handing them out 
like little fans or something. Certainly. Or again, just start thinking a little bit about the comfortability. If you were a guest at this wedding, what would you want? Exactly. And I have nowadays with the couples getting married a little bit later in life, it's they've been to a few weddings. So I always get, I went to this wedding and uh, transportation, you know, we they only had one bus. So transportation's really big. Pamela, I wanna make sure I have more bus. Again, it's the guest experience. They don't have to get an Uber, find a shuttle, you know, they can jump on the closest transportation. But I definitely agree. Do you know, if it's hot out, do program fans uh, pass out little parasols for them to sit because you know the sun is gonna be directly on where the ceremony location is. Or do you change the ceremony location because you know that, that they're going to be in the direct sunlight? Another thing is, is adding to your wedding website, wedges encouraged because this is going to be on the lawn, you know, or this is starting um, fall in New England. So take a shawl. And we put all that information um, on the wedding website. How about thanking your guests, too? As you're talking about creating a wonderful experience for them as a guest, when do you, when is it proper to thank your guest and how do you thank your guest? Okay, so now that we have the wedding weekend and we have a welcome reception, I do tell the couple that it is proper etiquette at the welcome reception, especially if you have 200 plus guests, to, to meet and greet, talk to everybody, your time to mingle, and to just say, if I don't get a chance to see you tomorrow, thank you so much for coming. Again, just like the thank you note, it goes about acknowledging the people that they came. And that's huge, like I did, I got to see the bride. You know, I did talk with her a little bit at the wedding, but I definitely had a great conversation with the couple at the welcome reception. So if you can't do a receiving line, which I understand because I, I'm not one for it because it takes up way too much time, and you, or you could go around, you can go around to tables, but everything, the reasoning behind that is to acknowledge who, that they have come to your wedding. But now it's a wedding weekend. So if you do want to do it at your welcome reception, that's definitely proper etiquette because again, it's acknowledging the guest. Exactly. And at some point, somehow, you need to thank them. So like you said, whether it's a receiving line, whether it's going up to every table, whether it's doing a speech the night before, you have to. It's the proper etiquette. I also want to just kind of throw out a little tip there, you know, don't make the same mistake I did, is also too, sometimes people do speeches now. It's common that, you know, one of, one of the couples or both the couples or even the parents of the couples do a welcome or a thank you speech. One thing that was really important when I got married was that my husband and I really wanted to thank not only our guests, but our vendors. And we winged it and we just kind of went off the cusp and we forgot some really key important people, AK, one of them being my buddy, Dan. I totally forgot to thank him for taking some of the pictures of my wedding. So the point is, it's like if you're going to you know, give a speech to thank people, Jot down the people that you want to make sure that you want to thank because you don't want to leave someone out. And I actually think we forgot to thank my parents. So just, <laughs> just just don't do what I did and, you know, wing your thank you speech. That is just something that you, you – you can, like, come up with it on the fly, but just make sure the people that you're going to list are there if you go that route. And getting back to speeches, I have to tell you, unless you're a stand-up comic, <laughs> seriously keep them under three minutes. I've never had anybody leave a wedding asking me for more speeches. Yes. I've had a wedding where they did the speeches the night before, and it was phenomenal. They had almost 90% go to the welcome reception, and the maid of honor, best man, gave their speeches there. The couple thanked everybody, 
and the parents of the groom. The only speeches that were giving at the wedding were the parents of the bride. And I've got to tell you, it was phenomenal. We did not have any of the caterers saying that they couldn't serve the food because the speeches are still going on. So three minutes each person. Nobody wants a long speech. Just keep in mind, the speeches should be like a lady's skirt. It needs to be long enough to cover everything, but short enough to keep your interest. And that's that's just about it. I've had it where people start taking out, the guests are taking out their cell phones because it's going on and on. You're mm -hmm. talking about, you know, the first kiss in the, in the back of the cab where everybody's like, you know, we don't need that. I agree with Sarah. Just thank who you need to thank, you know, Tell who, you know, who looks pretty tonight, that we're all here, that you've gathered here. It's, you know, it's going to be such a great night. But other than that, just keep it short and brief. And if you are someone that's going to be in the wedding or you're having a wedding, if you are, it's okay to filter, like, what they're about to say. Say So if you have, like, a best man or a maid of honor and you're just a little worried about what they're going to say, it's okay to ask. And if you are going to be giving a speech, like, dial it back. I, I mean, I get that there's humor, but it is someone's wedding day, so just dial it back a little bit. Like, I, I, I'm sorry, but like you said, unless you're a stand-up comedian, like, trying to go for, like, I don't know. I've seen a lot, and I've just, I've just seen a lot of inappropriate... Oh, stories. oh, and you're, you're on the sidelines and you just want to cringe. It's cringe. Like, oh, it's oh my goodness. And then, and it's true, um, um, like we counted 56 times that one person said, um, and that's when we started counting. And we just felt bad. I call it like, I just want to get the hook and just be like, okay, and start the band. And I don't really know when it's ever appropriate to talk about someone's exes or their past relationships at a wedding. Like, it's not. It's, it's absolutely, it's not. not the place. It's absolutely I not haven't the seen place. it Good successfully point. done. Oh, no, no, uh, I can, uh, I vouch for that. No, never been successfully done. And when anybody starts to bring that up, I'll tell you, my stomach drops. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, like I see where they're going. They're like, oh, I've seen, you know, so-and-so in their past relationships. And they, they may not name the person, but just just stop. Just just please throw that idea out the door. I agree. <laughs> like there's grandparents there. You know, there's all the, there's parents, there's people that don't. Sometimes there's little kids there. You don't need to be, you don't need to go down that route. That's like for the bachelor, bachelorette night before. What what about gifts now? Like we talked a little bit about the guests, but what about like the wedding party experience and gifts for them? Oh, okay. Oh, like I said, like it's definitely the wedding party definitely should get should get a gift. And usually it's either the night before or sometimes they do a luncheon. And I mean, some of the best gifts are paying for hair and makeup. Everybody does love their slippers and their pajamas. Um, but and then getting a nice piece of, um, you know, jewelry or something like that to wear. But you are obligated to get your your um, wedding party a gift. Again, it's a thank you for them. for be, You're thanking them for being in your wedding party. So, yeah, that's definitely something um, that, you know, is is expected. And again, you you know, oh, it's getting expensive. Yes, you decided to have nine. You could have had four. You know, like you could have just kept it the immediate family or something like that and had, a, you know, maybe just attendance. And you need a budget for that. And also, too, so we talked about gifts for your wedding party. We talked about creating a great experience for your guests. But what about your vendors? What do you do? What's the proper etiquette for your vendors? Okay, I give my um, clients a little um, cheat sheet for tipping. And I tell them, this is, this is what you should give for tipping. And if you think anybody has gone above and beyond... 
definitely include that. And you know what? And even include a little note. Sometimes that's that's very nice to do. And I'll go and I hand him out. And I kind of hand him out like probably more earlier in the in the day than later. But it's definitely, definitely very well received. And again, it's just you're acknowledging them and you're thanking them for their service, especially if you find like that somebody went above and beyond. And also, too, a lot of the people in the wedding industry are small business owners. So I know in the world that we're in, we usually don't tip the owner, but a lot of a lot of these businesses are ran by the owner, and it is appropriate in the wedding industry to tip the owners. I mean, again, not, you don't have to do anything, but it is proper etiquette too. And if the, we have an actual entire episode on tipping for those people who are listening who want to get a little bit more into the etiquette of tipping. But with that said, what's some other etiquette thoughts and tips that people should think about? when it comes to the wedding, Pamela, before our wrap-up question. Okay, certainly. Um, one of the things is being a guest, um, please don't walk in the door with a huge, big Tiffany box. All gifts should be sent to the couple's place. That's where all the gifts should be. It is fine to come in with an envelope or a card um, and to put in the envelope box. But what's really nice now is um, we're seeing less and less of that because on the registries, there's like you can go on and you can put money towards their honeymoon, money towards their house. So we are seeing less and less but please please do not do not come into the wedding with these big gifts when the bride and groom are from Chicago the wedding's in Newport and they're leaving for their honeymoon in Hawaii so to me I'm like how am I getting this crystal Tiffany's vase back to Chicago all right Pamela well I could sit here and talk to you all day clearly but with that said for our wrap-up question what are the top three tips couples should be considering when they are planning their perfect event. Okay, so my top three would have to be your guest experience, like just giving them a fun time, making sure they're well taken care of, you've put thought into your wedding so that they have a great experience, a great time. Also, I would say wedding party. Definitely take care of your wedding party. I have one that they just rented out an ice rink. They're gonna take their wedding party skating. Um, compliments to the bride and groom. Definitely make sure you have lunch for them on their wedding day, fun gifts for them. Um, and again, just well taken care of and a great experience. And lastly, lastly, thank you notes. Send out thank you notes. That is another, that's the last um, piece of your wedding that you are acknowledging that they gave you a gift or if they just gave you a gift and they couldn't attend or gave you a gift and attended. But acknowledging that uh, guest is definitely my last one is thank you notes. Well, thank you so much, Pamela, for joining me again on this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. You helped our listeners become one step closer to their stress-free wedding planning. Can you tell everybody where they could find you? Certainly. You can find me if you want to email me online on Pamela at PDRevents.com. I'm the owner of New England Invitations. That's on Main Street in East Greenwich, 36 Main Street, East Greenwich. And my wedding planning is run out of Jamestown, Rhode Island. And for the listeners, I will have Pamela's information on our episode show notes, which you can find on our blog and also on our website podcast page, which is at sarahzarella.com backslash podcast. Well, thank you, Pamela. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. 
Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.